world new ways to dream. Everyone needs new ways to Somebody call the police because there's a lot of grown men that are really upset and crying about Willy Wonka pinball machine. And I have to say this. It's it's interesting because behind the scenes, everybody I know, everybody I know that's flipped this game is so ecstatic and in on the game, right? We're all talking to each other, all the guys who played it. And yet the internet that has not played Willy Wonka has found everything there is to complain about the game. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then I'm going to air the interview I did with Jersey Jack last week when I was at Jersey Jack's factory. How does that sound, all right? Now look, I get it. I get that we are super excited about this pin and we hyped this game and we said this game is amazing. And it is, it is, it is, it is everything... I said it was, and when you play it, you will feel that way too when you play Willy Wonka. Now, chances are you haven't played it, and yet you're formulating an opinion about a game based on a stream, and that is probably the silliest thing you can do. I don't know how you can look at that game and not get excited. Now, look, I know people are like, well, where's the the thing that hasn't been done before in pinball that Kaneda was talking about? I don't know. Like, I thought that you getting uh, video captured and put onto WonkaVision on the game itself is really amazing. That's what I was talking about. You actually get you get shot by the camera and you appear on WonkaVision. Now, I don't know if that was in the stream or not because I don't know if that was coded yet into the game. You know, there's a reason why Jack is like, come back on 422 and, and you'll see a whole lot more into the game. And I think the game is something like 40% coded, which is probably more like 20% coded in the world of Jersey Jack. Uh, but you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing that I, I really don't get. I, I, I don't get people who look at this game and just start crying about the artwork. And I'll tell you why. Because I, I, I stood over the game. And when you stand over the game and you're playing the game, first of all, the game shoots amazingly well. It, it is one of the best shooting pinball machines I've ever shot. So there's that, which apparently doesn't mean much. Uh, in the world of pin sides. It doesn't matter how good a pinball machine shoots, right? Then we go right to the artwork, and everyone's like, this, that, Photoshop crap. It looks great. Game looks great. When you stand over it, I have no issues with the game. You you do not look at this game and get distracted by the artwork. There are so many beautiful inserts and colors and, and lights, and the artwork works perfectly in how it's laid out with the game. But you could look at it and complain about the artwork, and that's on you. Now, the game I played was the Collector's Edition, uh, which looks totally fine. I, 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 you know, to me, to me, it was like the if the artwork is doing its job, it's, it looks like Willy Wonka. Like I don't look at this game and say, you know, the art's terrible. Um, you know, so that's that. Okay. Now, look, I do agree. Now that we've seen all three examples of the game, I have to sort of, you know, I can talk about more of the game. I didn't see all three examples when I was over there. I do agree. But the standard edition artwork is very uninspired. Like, what, it, it could be more than that. And, and I think if we look at Wizard of Oz, you know, all the Waz art packages are nicer. All the Hobbit art packages are nicer. Uh, so I think they could have done a little bit more than just the logo like that. So it doesn't, even though it's like a cheaper price, uh, art doesn't cost much. One, you know, you do it once. Like, it, it should not, 
it should not be where the cost is, is, is being cut. So I think they should improve the cabinet package on the standard edition. I, I don't think, just put the, you know, maybe put the LE on the standard. I don't know. There's just something about it that just doesn't look at all premium. And, and, and it should for, even though it's 70, what, 700 bucks, I still think that our package could look better. Um, the LE looks fine. 5,000 LEs. Uh, is it a joke? Yes, I think it is a joke. I think everyone realizes that when it comes to uh, how many limited edition games they're going to make, uh, you know, a high number of limited is kind of silly. Now, here's the problem that Jack always faces is we all know this, that the collector's edition is basically his LE. And then this, the limited is actually his like premium. Um, Bubba is eating his bones. If you hear something, that's what it is. The big boy's chomping away. So that's, that's what we have, 5,000. Now, Jack is, you know, that's probably as many Waz pins that he has sold. And Jack's going to make this pin for years. For those of you out there who think this game is not going to be successful, it's not going to sell, you're, you're, you're dead wrong. People are going to love this pin. People are going to play this pin. They're going to flip it. They're going to think it's awesome. They're going to walk into, you know, distributors and showrooms and arcades and barcades. And, and they're going to they're gonna see what I saw when I played it. And they're going to see what I hope you see when you play it, that the game is really awesome. It's really fun. There is, I, I really didn't have anything to complain about when I came out of you know, shooting Willy Wonka. Now, I know that the, it sounds like the stream wasn't the best and that a lot of people are feeling like let down when they saw the, str the stream of the game by Buffalo. Um, I, you know, there's just no way around the fact that like streaming pinball isn't like the best way to see a game for the first time. You actually have to go play the game. It's the same thing with the Black Knight stream, right? When people stand over the Black Knight and they play it, it's just it's different because you're standing at the right angle. Shooting a game, oh my god, I'm gonna get Bubba's bone away from him. Hold on a second. All right, so Bubba's bone has been removed from Bubba's mouth because he was making that annoying noise. So we're back, and we're not gonna have Bubba's bone chomp in the background. Um, like I was saying, you have to flip these games. Sometimes I feel like even in in 2019, if you streamed like Adam's Family and Medieval Madness, people would still find things to complain about. Um, but look, look, you know I'm hyped on this game. You know I love this game. You know I'm going to own this game. Nothing is going to change my mind based on a stream that you guys saw. You know, I'm hearing people say it, it sounds like a, a slot machine from hell and all that stuff. And they, you know, they need David Thiel, Thiel to come back and do the music. Um, you know, I... I I didn't have any issues with hearing the game and the sounds in the game. I will say this. I will say this. The one thing I did notice when I was playing is that there, there was a lack of like call outs and clips from the movie and cohesiveness to the film. You know, I didn't feel like you start at the game and, and it's like collect the five kids and go to the factory and, and you were sort of experiencing the narrative of the film. I didn't really understand how that was sort of being brought to life in the game yet uh the code was still very early but i i do think we need to see more we just need to see more from the movie we need to see more call outs we need to see more like uh you know sound clips and and everything uh to make it feel a little bit more cohesive with the film that was my one big issue when i played the game but i was man i was just having so much fun flip it so uh, am I not allowed to be excited about the game? I was also laughing when I was reading Pinside late last night. Last night, we had the most amazing birthday party um, for a friend. We're all dancing, singing, having a great time. 
And the last thing in my mind was like, you know, over on Pinside right now, there's a bunch of angry men about a new pinball launch. And and look, you, I, I, I know your expectations were high. And, and I'm sorry if I got you excited and that nothing could possibly live up to your expectations. Uh, but I just laugh when people are like, there's nothing innovative. There's nothing magical. There's, you guys are like, what do you guys want in a pinball game? Like, what do you really think a company can put on a piece of wood with plastic inserts and lights and a few things that move and magnets? What do you actually expect to happen in a pinball game. I'm just curious how you could do it better. Uh, when I play Willy Wonka, when you stand over it, it's just incredible how many shots there are. It's incredible how that world of Wonka comes to life. I mean, maybe some of you are, I, I think, actually expecting a flowing chocolate river. Like there actually to be something so much more in it. Uh, but again, I it, it, this was bound to happen. You were bound to be somewhat disappointed by the reality of what a pinball machine is. We always get our expectations through the roof with every new launch. Uh, I'm glad though, because here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to go through a period of hating on this game. This is what you're going to do because your expectations were so high, thanks to Canada. And then you're going to like wake up one day and you're just going to see it anew. And you're going to see it fresh. And you're going to, one day you're going to play it and you're going to love it and you're going to shoot it and you're going to understand why everyone who's played it. There's a reason why everyone can at Special One Lit, Pinball Al in New York City, everyone who's played it absolutely loves it, is glowing about it. Why? Are we all brainwashed? We all don't know what we're looking at? You know, I see like Rare Hero complaining about all this stuff. He's never played it. It's so easy to complain about. Play it. It's a pinball machine. It's meant to be played. It's not meant to be viewed through a stream on the internet. It's incredible how we formulate opinions about things in, in such weird ways nowadays. But, you know, that's it. It's popular to be negative on the internet. And it's popular to complain about everything. And we do it on this show, too, all the time. You know, someone, someone's like, the art is as bad as Oktoberfest art. And, every, you know, alien art is better than this. And I'm like, what? What? Uh, okay, whatever, whatever. Look, they're going to sell every one. Will it sell out as fast as I said it would? I don't know. I think the collector's edition looks awesome. I'm in on one, and I, I, there's no looking back for me. I can't wait to put this game into my apartment, and that's just what I'm going to do, all right? Now, look, we have two new games out, Black Knight and Willy Wonka. It's exciting. It's a good time to be in pinball. Are, am I right? I mean, are you not just excited by the fact that we have these games, that Jersey Jack is still kicking, that Stern is, you know, keeps doing its thing? Oktoberfest is on the line. Do you see that photo? I'm not sure I would have put up that photo to indicate that things are on the line. Might, might, might have had the people like smiling or staring differently at the camera, but it's okay. It's on the line. So Oktoberfest is shipping. Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle is shipping. Now look, I get it. I get it. When you look at a game like Monsters and you look at a game like Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle, you cannot look over those machines and say, you know, and you look at the art in those games and then you look at the art in Willy Wonka and it's just a different story, right? I mean, one is hand-drawn and one does look Photoshop dropped. Um, and that, you know, I don't know if that's how Warner Brothers wants it to be done, uh, but I'll say this, just stand over the game. When you stand over the game, it looks much better in person than it does on the stream. I, I guarantee you that, I guarantee you that. Um, I also like just want to end before I air this interview with Jack and Joe. I just want to end by saying one thing. 
we should, we should not all cry like babies and blame people, blame people for being excited. You know, do you want, do you want to live in a world in which you attack people for being excited about a pinball machine? I mean, just think about that for a minute. It's a pinball machine, people. Somewhere along the line, a lot of you out there have lost your ability to even enjoy this hobby. You've lost your ability to enjoy it. You've been sucked into Pinside. You've transformed from being a person who just enjoys pinball into someone who's like hyperly critical about everything happening in pinball. And I know, does it sound like I'm being a hypocrite here? But, but here's, here's, here's the thing. Sometimes, sometimes, here's what, I, here's what I'm talking about. People are mad at me for being excited about the game and hyping the machine. And I just think it's really sad that people are upset that those of us who played the game loved it. Those of us who played the game raved about it. Those of us who played the game are sort of sharing our enthusiasm for it. And people are upset by that. Now, just think about how sad it is to live in a world in which what makes you upset is someone else's joy about a pinball machine. It's unbelievable. I love Willy Wonka. I think you will love it too. If you don't like certain things about it, that's cool. That's cool. But all I'm saying is this. A pinball machine is meant to be flipped. And wait till you see. The other thing, you know, we haven't even talked about the game really much because, you know, I'm, I'm like addressing all of the crybabies on Pinside. The LEDs in this game, there's like these little LEDs. They're about the size of a pencil eraser and they're all over the play field. Wait till you see how those light up when you play this game in the dark. It is, an, it is phenomenal. Those are brand new. Those have never been on a pinball machine ever before. So you want to talk about innovation? I think start to look at some of the things that are innovative in this game. Incredible. Like when the, when the light show happens with those little LEDs, right? Um, the Wonka Vision. How cool is the Wonka Vision? I mean, the the gob stopper mechanism. You guys don't think that's cool? The way it, look, it spins. The it rotates around for the scoop to open up. There's a magnet by the left flipper, or the upper left flipper. I just the game is so much fun. And and when you see the way the the, the, the lighting happens on the Wonka Vision, it's just really really cool. Now again, like I don't know how much of it was coded and how much of it was there on the stream. I haven't even watched the stream. I'm sure. The stream was like kind of mundane. It's it's re really hard. It's really hard. I, I look. I give all these companies credit. It is really hard to show the world for the first time a pinball game. I think the best video, the way they should reveal it, is the way Straight Down the Middle did uh, their Wonka re their Wonka reveal. I saw that video. It was great. I would just do that. I would just like if I was Jack. I you know it's hard to like pull the curtain off a game for the first time at a show and do a live flipping of it as like the first way you see it, I kind of would do a more, you know, curated uh, piece of video in, in which you, you you showed it to the world with, the, with you know, and, and, and promoted it that way. But again, it's, it's freaking pinball, guys. I have to say this, and then I'm going to air the interview and I'm going to go enjoy my weekend. I have to say that I, I, I'm really starting to feel like pinball people, man, they're just like, some of them are just never happy. They're just never satisfied. <laughs> And it's just a toy. And, and it's, not the, it's not the games that need work. It's not the code that needs work. It's not the art that needs work. You know what needs work? You know what needs the most work? Some of you out there.
you guys need to work. You need to work on not taking this shit so seriously. And, and you, you need to learn how to look at stuff again with a little bit more like a kid. Like a kid would walk up to this thing and think it's amazing. It's not complaining. It's like a slot machine from hell and the arts this and that. My God. Some of you, some of you must wake up and really be the, the highlight of the party with, with the amount of stuff you complain about. Um, but yeah, and, and look, we complain about stuff all the time on this show. And, and I think we complain when, when, when it's like justified on some level. But Willy Wonka, man, it is not the game to look over and, and think like it's a miss or it's disappointing. You guys just just wait. Just play it. All right. That's all I'm going to say. All right. I'm going to air this interview with Jack and Joe. They were awesome. Uh, you're going to go back in time a week now. Now, this is the day I was over there. So you're going to hear the excitement in my voice. Uh, and it's going to be interesting because I think now you're going to be like, oh, he's still shilling the game and he's still so excited about it. Yep, I am super excited about the game and I can't wait to own it. And I think those of you crying about it just need to get on it. Here's Jersey Jack and Joe uh, when I was at the factory. All right, I'm sitting here in not a chocolate factory, but a pinball factory with no other than Jersey Jack and Joe Newhart from Pinball Star. Very special day. Something happened today that I, I was honored to come here and see for the first time his next pinball machine. Can I say the title, Jack? But by the time we air this, the title will be revealed. So I can talk about the title. See, this show is not going to air to next Friday. So we're good. I mean, Jack's looking at me like, wait, this guy signed an NDA. But I, that's, that's the agreement. So this will go is, up after. Is Jack even here? <laughs> is he even in the room? So this will go up after the reveal, so I should have mentioned that, that we can talk openly okay. about the next title. Okay. So I, I had the pleasure of playing Willy Wonka today, and, and I'm looking at Joe and Jack, and I just have to say, wow, I, I think this is going to be the title that we've all been waiting for. Jack, how do you feel, and Joe, how do you feel about this title? Um, and, and I'm looking at, Joe, why don't we go to you first? Because Jack, I know you're super excited, but Joe, you played it too for the first time today. As a distributor for Jack's Games, what's your feeling? Oh, first of all, excuse my voice. I'm getting over a cold. But uh, when I left the room, I think I looked over to you and I said, the best thing about this game is it's really approachable. Uh, right. The shots are well-defined. It's an absolute uh, Pat Lawler uh, design. Uh, four flippers on the game. Uh, everything is makeable from the lower flippers. Uh, just a great playfield layout. So that's my initial impression. Yeah. Obviously, the uh, the theme is great, the art is great, uh, but the the game shoots perfectly. Right. Yeah. No, I, I'm gonna geek out about this game a lot. But Jack, I'm looking at you right now because it's been a long road to get here, right? I mean, since 2010 and on, you've sort of had this dream of bringing passion back to pinball and creating games that took pinball to another level. How do you feel? on the eve of launching this game into the world? I feel great. I mean, I really do. This was a dream theme and uh, a dream designer with uh, a dream team that put it together. I mean, that's that's what it was. And uh, this is what we're creating. Uh, we're creating games that uh, really push technology. Uh, they push the fun factor and they push people um, they compel people to play them. I mean, when you see this game in an arcade, and you will, or a barcade, not going to matter. People every age, uh, gender, um, they're going to walk up to it and they're going to put money in it. They're going to keep putting money into it. And that's, that's important because 
the games on location drive home sales. You know, not everybody gets to creep into your luxury penthouse where you live high on the hill in New York City. I'm on the third yeah. floor, by the way, for those of you oh, who are thinking about donating to my show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're headed for the penthouse. But, but, you know, we want to make the games approachable, playable, and we like, to, we like to make things different between titles. We like to innovate and do things that haven't been done before. And, you know, we check all those boxes with this game. It's really great. I remember when there was like the rumor that Pat was going to make Willy Wonka, and, and, and there, some people would say, well, maybe it's going to be a reskin of Dialed In. Right. Did you, did you ever catch wind of that rumor? And what did you think when you heard something like that? You know, I laughed like a lot of things. You know, sometimes I need to read social media to find out what we're going to do in our company. Uh, it's kind of funny. People predict things that, you know, if you predict enough things once in a while, something's going to come true. But dialed in, uh, you know, at some point in time, dialed in may lend itself to be something like I did with, uh, uh, you know, when we, when we did... Um, uh, you know, the family guy and, and it became Shrek. Right. I mean, dialed in, that might be a thing that happens. I don't know. You know, I, I like to say never say never. But uh, today with Wonka, everybody saw that um, it's an amazing new original game with amazing geometry and, you know, the animation, the audio, the sounds, the songs. Um, it's a beautiful game. It's a beautiful package. Right. And... And, and, and it is. And I think what I, what, when we walked into the room, I, I want to set the stage for people. As Jack walked us around the, to the, the factory. we got this, factory, right? Yes, we got to do that. He made us take the, the longest way possible, the scenic route, to get to Willy Wonka. So we went around the whole factory, saw the box of parts. We saw the yellow brick roads on the line. We saw, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. And we finally get to the room. And it's this black door with some paper covering the window. And it's dark in there. And the game is all lit up. And Jack opens the door, and it felt like in the movie when 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 Willy Wonka is walking them through, and you never know what's behind the next door. Uh, and the game is bright; it's beautiful, and even just standing five feet back from it, you see that world of Willy Wonka come to life. And there's, a, I guess, I can talk candidly about it too. Like to me, what I was hoping for the most was the Wonka vision would be in the game in a really prevalent way. And I think when all of you see it you're going to feel the same way, and, and there's some magic that's going to happen. Jack, can, you, can we talk about the Wonka vision? Because I know that's going to be something that has never been done before well, in pinball. And again, you know, I don't want to give it away. I want everybody to experience it for themselves. But remember, one of my dreams was to have a camera in the game. Right. And uh, we first achieved that with Dialed In, and uh, we continued with Pirates, and now um, it continues with Willy Wonka. So you have this great asset that you can use and uh, bring people into the game literally. And if right. you think of the game with Mike TV, right. uh, how he was in the movie, uh, it, w it was great. You know, every yeah. one of those kids brought some different element to the to the movie. Right. And every one of us, we could associate with every one of those kids because right. there was an element of us in every single one. You know, every every pinball player is I want it now. Right, right, right. <laughs> right, and and. And when you know, and I like that you're not surprising all the secrets of the game because one thing that I always sort of feel like when they some games are revealed, they stand over the game as the designer and they hit all the switches and they show you everything, right? right? It's like right. it's like fast forwarding through a movie to all the action sequences. Right. I will say this: having knowing what that does, and I won't spoil it. Uh, I think it is a really ingenious way to implement the technology of the camera 
into pinball in a way that hasn't been done before. And I think in a way that you've tried before right. and the executions have, you know, you've probably learned a lot on how to really get it right, but the movie itself lends itself perfectly to how it's being integrated. So I think you guys are gonna be really excited when you see that. Um, so Joe, we, you and I flipped it for about like four or five games. We, we have our significant others with us. We, we sent them Your away. Wives. Yes, wives our, our wives are here. Right playing um, more pinball. Yeah, they, they, they didn't want to be part of the podcast fun. Um, so Joe, as you were playing it, like what were your thoughts on how it shot as, as a pinball experience? Well, I think that's probably the most impressive thing about the game is that uh, there was just, that's the biggest thing for me as a pinball collector or a pinball player is shooting the game. Because, and then on from the side as a distributor, we'll sell games based on a theme. And I'm not just saying Willy Wonka. We'll sell games because of you know, hype or maybe one particular toy. And the great thing about the great games is that people have to enjoy playing it repeatedly for right. it to, number one, stay in people's collection and not get sold very quickly. Right. And also for uh, people to see it in other people's collection and get easily hooked. So I think the game, the playfield layout is great. Um, there's so many shots to make. Uh, there's some ramps on there that I'm still still trying to figure out how the ball gets up a, that little short ramp from the mm -hmm. upper flipper right. and, and things like that. So I'm, I was very impressed with uh, you know the whole layout of the play field. I'm, I'm very happy with it. Yeah, and I, and I turned to Jack about like the third, fourth game in, and I said, you know, it really feels like there are two upper play fields here in the right. game, even though there are not, which you will see. Um, but what's amazing about Pat's design is he sort of creates these mini play fields on, on, a, on a singular level. But yet the ball is moving into subways, it's getting stuck on magnets, it's going up, it's going down, it's going around, things are spinning, lights are going. It really is incredible how much he can pack into a standard body pinball game. Uh, and it just feels like there's so much to shoot at. And, and I think uh, if, you, if you are looking for a game in which you want three or four or five or six magical things to be happening, I think you're going to be very happy when you, when you jump on the machine. And I, I did tell Jack, I'm like, the legs are all the way down in the back. So it's going to be even faster, but it was yeah. a lot of fun. Um, all right, so this is the culmination, Jack, of a lot of games. And we know we, 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 we can't talk about Wonka without talking a little bit about you know, getting here. And so we know Pirates of the Caribbean is about to make a, th make, we've made a thousand of them, right? We're going to hit pause on that. Right. And then we're going to get Wonka on the line. Um, in terms of that transition, for people who are listening to this show, it's, it's going to be, you know, Friday from now. Uh, how long do you expect in sort of like a ballpark, if someone loves this game and wants to have it, how long until that game is on the line? Well, the game will be on the line in two weeks. Um, the line is being changed over. You know, you saw the line stop. I almost want to stop you at the Andrew Highway two weeks. I can already hear. So two weeks from. So, so we're talking two weeks like from next end week. of April. Right. Okay. Right. So, you know, ish. Everybody tells me the ish, but yeah. I don't have to use right. ish that right. much anymore. You know, we, we have some pirates left to build. I mean, they're sold. We have some 40 games at the last, uh, the last batch, so we didn't pull the line down. But all the new storyboards, everything that's needed to set up that line has been created and in process right now. So it's a pretty quick changeover. You're talking about, you know, a day and a half to change over the line and populate the assembly line and you saw the small line in the back that right now is building about uh, 10 yellow brick roads a day and those games are going out those are shipping out so by the time people hear this 
um, you know, we're not we're not far away from real having real games on the line. Right. And then having real games on the line, you're going to be going through QC with right. them, making sure everything's good, and then shipping people games. So okay. um, the the early games that we built, we're not really calling them prototype games. They're really uh, pre-production games. They'll go to shows and things like that. But before you know it, there'll be games coming out of the factory. It's not going to be a process like we had with with Pirates or, or any of the other games. So uh, the lead time is really shortening. We know everybody wants their game sooner. Right. And we're getting closer to be able to do that. And and so this will be the most accelerated yeah. or smallest window of time between reveal and ship that you've ever done. Well, Yellow Brick Road was probably the shortest, but the next shortest. Right. We're getting, we're getting better. And that game's it. been out for, for a while. so we Right, we, but you still had to get all your parts and right. populate and build it. But and you're almost sold out of those 200. You caught a lot of flack for removing the monkey, but, you know, it didn't seem... you? <laughs> yeah. For me... <laughs> yes, yes. I know. It's okay. Jack, we were, we were joking, okay. too, because Jack was like, when I walked in, he's like, you know, Chris, I got all of these... Some people saying, how could you let Canada into the, into the, into the pinball factory? Um, but I, I am honored to be here and see this game for the first time. And How could I not let you in? I don't harbor any grudges. I don't dislike you. I think you're a great guy. I think you want the best for pinball. I think you're just very passionate about everything. And, you know, the problem is before today, you were an outsider to Jersey Jack Pinball. And there are a lot of things as an outsider that you assume when you say things. Right. Now that you're an insider... Okay, now you'll actually know what's going on, so you'll actually be more informed about right. what's going on here, and you'll be able to present that in a lot better way to all the people that love you. And congratulations right. on your Twippy as well. Thank you. Second year in a row. Are you? That was are amazing. you? Thank you. I, it was. I heard it was. It was close. It was close. And yeah, a lot of booing. Um, you know, have you ever considered doing a Jersey Jack Insider Club for thirty dollars a year that comes with a crappy T-shirt? No, you know what? You know what actually happens? There are everybody has a insider access to me. They all know my phone number. Right. I, you know, Joe has Richie Wrench. I have about uh, fifty Richie Wrenches that text me from all over the world, day and night, night and day, phone calls and everything, and it's fine. You know, right. We we try to. Um, you know, we, we keep everybody engaged. We know this is really a fun thing that everybody loves. And I'm really uh, very humbled that, that people um, care. Yeah. And, you know, Joe being a customer of, of mine, you know, more than 20 years, and now he's a great distributor, and so many other people that support the company. It's just, it's just a wonderful thing. Well, all right, absolutely. Let's talk Wonka pricing because, again, by the time this will air, we will have seen the reveal that happens where at the Mid Midwest Gaming Classic. I'm jumping into the. see. So, depending on when you air this, this will be after I'll be your in reveal. Paris sleeping. Okay, so this will be after your reveal. So nothing right. will spoil that. What what will be the pricing of Willy Wonka? Um, it'll cost some money to buy the game. <laughs> you know, uh, I love it. Even under NDA, I'm under another NDA. Now we, okay, I get it. We don't want to, you know what I'll do is this, because by the time I air this, I will have heard your reveal and I can do the intro to the show <laughs> with some of the details that I can tell Jack you know, is like. I feel like I'm in Star Trek right now. We're altered universe. I know. We're in another time, time uh, continuum right, right now. I'm playing chess on four different levels here. So you're going to be in France. Yes. Who is going to be, it's weird for me. I'm like, I know by the time I air this, they will know. Who will be unveiling this game from your company's standpoint? The team. The team, the okay. Team, yeah, the good thing about MGC for the team, um, you know, we have our campuses in uh, Illinois, 
and it's driving distance to MGC. And it would be really great if everybody gets a chance to be there and experience that. You know, I'm kind of spoiled in a way. Right. Um, I get to be at all these things, and a lot of other people in the company don't get to be there. So I'm really happy that timing worked out uh, for everybody. For me personally, you know, a year ago I committed to be in uh, Littrepoix up in the north of France. Don't feel bad for me. I'll be in the Normandy region. Right. And it's very nice up there. They get several thousand people at that show that weekend. And, um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll have a great time there, too. Well, let, let, how many games are we bringing to MGC for, for Wonka? Uh, more than five. Oh, nice. Okay, um, so that's like a layout like we had when, when Dialed In was brought yeah, to TPF. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the team. So Pat Lawler designed this game. How long has Pat been designing Wonka? Um, I would think it's about two years. And did well, he spent our development time? Did he start it after Dialed In was completely finished, or was he doing both in parallel? No, I think I think there was some dovetailing of uh, the end of Dialed In into Willy Wonka. I mean, you know, there were rumors about different games that we were doing or what we weren't doing and things like that. The rumors really weren't correct. Uh, Pat Pat's natural game after um, Dialed In was Willy Wonka. So. And what, what's he working on next? <laughs> I will tell you, he's working on a little pinball machine. He's going to infinity and... Okay, so... I tried, I tried. Yeah, <laughs> so how does it... When Pat's designing a game, how much are you involved with him sharing with you his thoughts and his designs of the game? Because obviously, this was a big title for you guys. You really wanted to nail it. You knew this was an iconic theme. And, you know, dialed in. Pat took a lot of chances on an original IP. Right. But this one, you were you really involved in making sure we made a game that would be accessible to everyone, bring this iconic movie to life? Like, what, what was your relationship Pat, like with Pat? Pat? Well, I love Pat. You know, I was happy to, uh, as a lot of people said, bring him back to pinball. I think his wife is most happy uh, out of everybody, aside from all of the millions of loyal fans of uh, his games, which are amazing. Uh, to me, you know, I love Steve Ritchie. He's a good friend, but to me, Pat's the best designer. Right. Um, you know, no offense to anybody else. And, um, you know, I, I know that Pat wants to make games that are easily approachable. And not that we've made games that are harder to approach, but perception is everything. You know, because I know how to play some of our more, um, you know, complicated games, let's say, uh, doesn't mean that everybody can play them. So you want to vary things, you know, right. you want to have um, some things that appeal to different groups. Uh, with a title like this, I would hope a lot of young people and a lot of women, just like Wizard of Oz, uh, would see the game and want to play it on location or would want it in their home. Right. Uh, it's a very, obviously, very family-friendly game. And, um, you know, Pat designed it that way. Pat always says he loves to work with primary colors. And when he was a kid, he made his own toys. And now he's a little bit bigger kid. And he's still making his own toys. So it's right. pretty cool. So you kind of give him just freedom. You know, Pat, you do you. You, you. you know, you trust him. And you get that sense with these games that the designers have the ability to take risks and do things that fall outside of like the traditional like, you know, cookie cutter approach or like we're a parts bin company where we're just going to put what we have into the games. A lot of what Pat does is uh, so second nature because he's doing this so many times and so successfully and uh, you don't really have to tell him what to do. I mean, if, if you hired somebody to you know, design a house for you, 
um, you, you would hope that you trusted a great architect and you give them some input about uh, you know where you want your bedrooms or what you want but you expect that when he unrolls those plans it's going to be spectacular better than your wildest dreams can I and add something here Pat Chris yeah about way. Pat uh, the thing that Pat's my favorite designer so the thing that impresses me about Pat is you don't get a lot of reuse of the same mechanisms and right. toys right. and let's run down the list of things that Pat has invented that still continue to be mainstays this day uh, Shaker motor, uh, maybe not the Powerball, but certainly inventive and different. Uh, magnets, most likely. Uh, you got the upper, the uh, vertical playfield with Bonsai Run. Mm -hmm. uh, just so many things that he's done to be creative and inventive. And that's one thing that really impressed me with Wonka, right. is there's new stuff on there and nothing feels rehashed or reused or similar to things that he's done before short of the upper flipper that shoots across the play field which right. we all love right. right yeah absolutely i mean when i shot this game i didn't feel like i was playing anything that felt like a leftover thing from dialed in or he was told to use this mechanism you right. know in his next title um but you know what i love too is and i said this, this the moment i stepped up to the game the ramp entrances are big enough where they're not going to be frustrating and clunky. I mean, that's the thing about Pat. There's so much to shoot at, right. but it's it's it has flow at the same time. You don't want to be rejected on a ramp that's too narrow or too difficult to shoot. And right. some designers compensate by putting gigantic coils in the flippers so it just muscles the ball up the ramp for bad players. And people say, well, play better. You know, well, you know that's not... It sounds good on a soundbite, but it doesn't sound good when somebody walks away from your game and they don't put money in for the second or third time. They're right. frustrated. Right. All right. So, Jack, your expectations for this title. Wizard of Oz has been your, you know, your golden goose, to use a metaphor from Willy Wonka. We're going to make a green Wicked Witch version, I guess. <laughs> no, we're not. Real, another limited edition? Okay. No, no, no. So, how do you think this game is going to do within your portfolio? And I have my opinions, and I'll ask Joe, too, where we think this will fall. And this is all, spe it's all speculation. It, it, it could be our biggest game because... Um, you know, going back to the beginning again, I worked on getting this license for several years, and this was not an easy one to get. There was a major competition, and there was one point where I thought I had the license, and I was told I didn't have the license. So I had Can you tell that story? I could. I don't know if I should, though. But but maybe that'll be for another show. All right. Um, you know, it, it, there was a difficult Were you time. competing with another pinball manufacturer? Yes. Okay. Yes. And... Um, you know, at, at one point I was told that I, I lost it and I had to actually go prove that uh, we could make a certain kind of game that would do the license uh, uh, really uh, well uh, to promote it and to make it, to make it be something very representative and, and valuable right. to Warner Brothers, really. Um, and, and we prevailed, which was really great. So working on it and going through that, uh, of course, I'm all, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm all excited, I'm all uh, pumped up and passionate to really see a great game uh, come out of it. And I think um, everybody will see what we see now and, and get the idea. I mean, I would hope to sell several thousand of these, really. I mean, right. it's, a, it's, a, it's a great, great title. It's a beautiful game. Um, we should hit everything on every cylinder. There's a lot of stuff on the game 
there's not a lot of stuff on the game to break. I have to be honest with you. Yeah. So if I put my technician hat on that fixed thousands and thousands of pinball machines over all these last years that I'm doing this, if I'm an operator, I'm loving this game. Um, you know, we have built some other games that have some problematic things that are pinball related, but uh, I have a lot of high hopes for this game, right. I really do. If only we had a, a distributor here with us yeah. who actually sells games every day, right? then maybe we get a more accurate assessment of the sales. Joe, I joke, what, 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 how do you think this is gonna sell? I mean, you're fielding calls all day long from customers. Put it into the context. I, you know, I told Jack the other day that um, this game has had more hype uh, in terms of people being interested in um, either information about it or just wanting to be a part of it. Um, I, I just, you know, and Chris, I think you've said this in the podcast in the, in the past. You, you know, you look at the four games that JJP has done so far. Obviously, Wizard of Oz was the first on the platform. Um, I still think it's, it's an incredibly amazing game. The fact that we've been selling it for almost nine years now, <laughs> eight or nine years, and right. you can't keep them in stock. It's just, right. it's a testament to that game. You followed up with The Hobbit, um, which improved on things from Wizard of Oz with the platform. You get the original theme with Dialed In, and then you move into the monster and beast that Eric created with Pirates of the Caribbean, which is just amazingly jam-packed. Um, I think Wonka, from seeing it, and playing it a little bit is probably going to be the biggest seller of all of them. I can tell you right now, I'm, I'm going to be ordering as a distributor more Wonkas than I have of any other title right. out of the box. And I usually try to overdo it each time. Sometimes I do overdo it, but yeah. um, I, 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 I don't see that being an issue with, uh, with Wonka. I right. think it's going to be a mainstay. I think it's going to be something that, um, you know, families and, you know, pinball people with with kids in the household they're going to love. And I think it's going to resonate with the age group of uh, us guys in our 40s and 50s that are, you know, from that era and remember the movie and, and, and all that good stuff. And Right. Yeah, no, and I think that those are both great assessments. And, and the way I looked at it was, and I was telling this to Jack in the room, is, you know, I, you know me, I'm very critical. And I said, I'm trying to think about what's the stuff people are going to nitpick and what's the stuff that someone's going to harp on and I'm like, no, oh, the art's beautiful. The shots are awesome. The toys are awesome. The display is great. The music's great. And I really couldn't find like that thing that would be like, you know what? I'm not going to buy this. And we hear that sometimes. Like, I don't like the layout maybe on Hobbit or the shots are not as flowy on Wizard of Oz. But I think if you love shooting a pinball game, you're going to love this. And then if you love this theme, which millions of people do, you're going to love it. So. I could see this being your most successful title, and it's really exciting, and I think it, it shows the culmination of everything you've learned on previous titles. And I think where I saw that a lot, too, was on the display of this game. And, and I, I think, you know, you guys brought this big display back, you know, into pinball for the first time ever. But what I love about it now is it's sort of like you've learned, like, what's the right amount to put up on that screen? Right. How do you incorporate the clips? Because we didn't even mention that. You have right. all the assets available to you, for the most right. part, from right. the franchise, which right. was a struggle with Pirates, which everyone understands. Um, but here it's all being integrated in a way that I, it just feels so seamless. And it feels like you guys have finally, I think, understood how to connect all the dots that you've probably wanted to connect from day one. Is that, is that fair? I think so. And, and you know, every game that we've done, I explained to you when you saw it, uh, every game has a different user interface. 
So that whole look of the game is different when that gets created. Um, it doesn't look like Wizard of Oz, it doesn't look like Hobbit, it doesn't look like Dialed In, it doesn't look like Pirates. It looks like Willy Wonka because right. it is. So different user interface on the games. It's not that we, that, you know, I never looked at the LCD as something to replace a DMD. You know, right. the LCD, I said from the beginning, was to entertain and amuse a bystander as information and amusement for the player. And I, I, we talked about earlier, you know, the attraction of a lot of young people to pinball, where they walk up to one of our games for the first time and they take in the whole game at once. That is, they're not, you know, uh, inhibited with a bad habit of just watching the ball and they can't look up at a screen. Young people, when they play our games the first time, they're looking at the screen, they're looking at the ball, they're taking in the whole game at the first time, and that's how they learn to play our games. And that's how they learn to play every pinball machine after that. Sometimes when they play games that are, or they look at games that are older, uh, you know, at a pinball show, like a, like an EM game or something like that, not that there's anything wrong with it, but it's real hard getting this generation, millennials and beyond, into playing, you know, a wood rail or an EM game. Right. There's not enough there for them. Right. You know, I mean, you go to pinball shows, sometimes great shows where there are hundreds of those games and there are three people playing them. Right. They're there kind of as a history lesson, a throwback, where we came from. But if you want to have something that um, you get people to put money in today or spend Absolutely. money to put in their home, you got to have the latest technology. Yeah, it'd be like having... EMs are like having rotary phones at CES in, in 2019. <laughs> you know, great, great historic item. So let me ask you a question. Uh, as we look at transitioning from Pirates to Willy Wonka, and you know, there's people have had some issues with, with Pirates in terms of opening the box, and there's been things they've had to adjust and fix. Uh, as you go into Wonka production, uh, how have you been dealing with the quality control things that, that are on people's minds? You know, just to make people feel good about, if I order this, you know, this game's going to be a little bit more like rock solid out of the box. So some of the things with Pirates were shipping related, banging around in a box. Um, we redesigned our box yet again um, with Willy Wonka. Uh, also, on domestic games, we're going to be shipping things on oversized pallets. Uh, something that I did, you know, many, many years ago, uh, uh, pinballsales.com, because uh, shipping a game on a pallet that's the same size as a box probably is good uh, to save money on a freight quote, but it's probably not good because it's getting slammed against truck walls and other freight, and we had some damage, uh, some hidden damage on some games, so we've learned from that. Um, we've also refined some of the process and final test where uh, you know, the people are uh, staying at stations, uh, so they become more expert rather than multitasking at different stations. Um, pretty much a lot of the things on Pirates, uh, there were a lot of games that went with no problem, and you never hear about them right, right. really for the most part. Uh, you hear about the ones that had the problems, and uh, it's painful, you know, um, aside from a lot of other things, I'm in charge of customer service. so. You know, I get copied on all the voicemails and emails, and once in a while, you know, I have to jump in and and get involved. Once in a great while, um, but you know, we have a really amazing customer base. They want our games to work. Um, they want, you know, when they get a phone call from me, and they might have had a problem, they're apologizing to me that their game is broken. Right. I'm like, no, no, that's not why I'm calling. I'm just calling you to tell you. We got you and we're going to take care of the issue and everything like that. Right. So I think we have a great responsive um, 
customer service department, uh, all the people working at it, and it's a seven-day thing. We covered seven days, almost 24 hours, pretty much. Uh, our distributors do a lot of work. We're getting better. I right. think this game, again, I'll go back to the beginning and put my technician hat on it. There's less on the game to break. Right. Um, you know, Eric made an amazing game with a lot of stuff on it. It's mm -hmm. very Wizard of Oz-esque. Right. And Hobbit is very dialed-in-esque. Right. So it's different designers design differently, and they engineer differently. And, you know, I'm very... I'm very pleased to say all the games we've been banging on, right. we can't even get a ball stuck on them. Right, so right. Uh, they're re they're really pretty solid. I'm waiting for a ball to get stuck on top of the uh, everlasting gobstopper. Yeah, which, that would be a good one. Yeah. When <laughs> you see it, you'll have seen it by now. But the, the everlasting gobstopper, it is big. It is right in your face. It rotates. It's yeah. super cool. I, I love that mechanism, um, Jack. We're 2019, right? The pinball market is exploding. It seems like every few months a new manufacturer is throwing their hat into the ring. Um, as we walked around this factory, you know, making pinball is not simple. It's not easy. It requires a lot of parts, a lot of people. How do you feel about 2019 as you look at the pinball landscape and you see all these new companies seemingly entering the ring to be competitors? Uh, you know, and and we we got games anywhere from 7,500 all the way to the 25,000 for Beatles, you know, Diamond Editions. How do you feel about the industry right now? And and do you feel good now that you've got like games that you can't wait to show people? Like, this is what premium pinball it's, is. It's good. You know, it's a it's a good place. The funny thing, uh, we get a lot of people touring. Uh, they knock on the door, ring the bell, or say in advance, and they come in and they get a factory tour. And a few weeks ago. I had a father uh, and a son. The son was about 50 and the father was about 80. And they love pinball. They don't have any of our games. They saw that we're here and they have older games. And they took a tour. And after the tour, you know, we took some pictures at the final test line. And the dad said to the son, you know, who would have thought that pinball would, would be so big again? Who, who would have thought that? And the simple answer was me. Right. You know, and, and they laughed. I would have thought that or else I wouldn't have started a pinball company. Right. Uh, Joe knows me a long time. And, you know, to be a visionary, I don't know if I'm truly a visionary, but somebody that believes you can go uh, where you haven't gone before, uh, pinball is easy, said no one. Right. Um, it's, it's really cool, though. It's really great to create these things, and uh, we're very blessed, and we have uh, great people doing it, great uh, customer base, very loyal. Um, I think it's a good time for pinball. I think it's just beginning, really. i got to be honest with you. I think, I think we're at the beginning of a cycle that's going up uh, with more people coming into the hobby side of things. I see more operators that I know long-term right. coming up to me at shows saying, you know... Uh, there's more and more places in my area. These barcades are popping up. I think I better buy some pinball machines. Right. I, I say, I think you're right. When we were having lunch, the three of us, and, and you said something interesting. You said there's, there's a lot of games. There's a lot of supply. There's just not a lot of supply of good games. Do you, yeah. do you explain that? <laughs> well, look, the customer ultimately decides what they want, and they're going to vote with their wallet, right? So I see a lot of customers buying games that they keep for a very, very short period of time, and then they flip them. And you know, they feel compelled that the next train is coming along and they gotta open a box while they're waiting for something else. Um, we're very fortunate that we have a very deep and loyal customer base that's willing to wait. 
We just want to shorten up the wait time. So right. between the time we announce something and the time we deliver something. Because I think because of all of the games out there, even with Pirates, Pirates was a little painful. Let, let's, let's throw this on the table, what you want right, to talk right. about it. Admit it. You know, we showed it. Um, it was a great uh, showing of it at, at Expo. And then the game didn't ship for a really painful period of time. During that time, distributors took deposits and they had to walk people around off the fence, on the fence, things like that. Now, you know, we're not even taking deposits from anybody. We don't want anybody's money. We don't want distributor money. We don't want customer money because the time just isn't worth it. You order a game and a few weeks later you're going to get your game. So right. just pay for it when we ship your game. So we've learned uh, we're not perfect. Uh, we listen. We take uh, people's opinions. Uh, right. You said some great things about us. You said some not great things about us. But well, you guys I really uh, personally. I appreciated everything you said. I yeah. didn't, I didn't feel well, um, bad I, at all about you're entitled to your opinion. I mean, like it was a great seminar at TPF, and I'm going to steal your power. No, I joke. Um, so the thing is this, Jack, and and I think what's great about you know as we look at the landscape, do you ever cringe though when you see how quickly people run to buy some of these other titles, sight unseen? These guys buy them, they gobble up 500 LEs, and then you know a few weeks later, you know people are selling games. And you're like, we're trying to make games that people don't even want to sell, but they want to keep it and bolt them to the floor. Yeah, I think a couple of years ago, uh, there was a company that made you sign a paper saying that you couldn't sell a game for like 18 months or something I like that. I think it was the bat. Was it the SLE I don't remember, contract? But there was something like that, and I got up and said you know, we don't need that kind of agreement because we make games that nobody ever wants to sell. We, we don't need you to say something like that. I would never try to get in the way of what a customer wants to do. You know, if they, if they want to buy a game, if they want to sell a game. I see some of our games for sale, not many of them, and not for much less than they sold for. I don't see anybody, uh, you know, trying to get out of anything. In fact, every day now we're getting calls from people, do you have hobbits? I don't have hobbits. Do you have pirates? <laughs> I don't have yeah. pirates. Do you have Wizard of Oz? Thank goodness we have a few left. Of the 200 games as I'm sitting here, maybe there's like 33 or 38 games available. Right. And probably by the time this airs, they're going to be gone. Right. Um, so it's really great. Our channel, our distributors don't have any of our games, which is wonderful. They have pockets full of cash where they can buy our games and turn them over and sell them to customers, which is great. Right. And, and, and Joe and, and Jack, so the, how does the allocation work? So a hot title like Willy Wonka comes out, how do you then like determine right who gets it and how many they get? And I know, Joe, you're probably like, I'll take as many as I can get when you announce this thing. How does that work? So Jen and a couple of other people are involved in that, and we need to be fair across the world who's getting what. Um, we, we don't have anybody trying to take over the market per se. Um, we have some people that are overly optimistic, which is great. Uh, they may see Willy Wonka and say, you know, I need to order X amount, and that's great. But we'll need to support our distributors, the smaller distributors as well as the bigger distributors, and then people around the world. So what we really need to do is build faster, right? build more games faster, so that they, it's, it's different 
if you're building 25 games a day or you're building 15 games a day. Right. That's a big difference. That means you're filling a container of games that are going to Australia because it's going to take a month to get there. Or you're filling a container of games, a couple of containers going to Germany or the UK. So those things have to float on a boat. So you can't just send the whole container of games by air because it's ridiculous. And some of those countries, you know, you talk about Australia, you could buy a small car for the price of some of these games because uh, the value of money plus uh, the taxes and duties and the pinball people in place like Australia, God bless them. They're just amazing, loyal, right. wonderful people. And I love to go there and the same for Europe. So we enjoy, and respectfully I say it, we enjoy a really great customer base and really great reputation with our products. And right. It's great support of the distributors right. uh, all over. And Joe, for your for your Jersey Jack customers, are the what's it like? Are the uh, do you have guys who are like, I'll just take every next title from Jack? How, how how's it been like in terms of demand and? Uh, the last two weeks, we've had uh, more emails than I care to tell you, which is which is a good thing of people concerned about getting the same number that they had on their pirates or their dialed in uh, or their collector's edition. And usually, what I try to do, you know, Jack touched a little bit about you know, allocations from the company side. You know, as a distributor, obviously, I want to buy enough to satisfy what I know is coming in, but then you also want to have, you know, enough, uh, you know, funneling in for the new orders. Um, but I can tell you there's a lot of excitement, and, you know, for myself, you always, not that they're first in line, but, you know, you want to offer, let's say, game numbers, because that sometimes is something important right. to people. Right. It's maybe not so much on the LE, Right. Uh, customers, but on the CE customers that are paying, you know that that prime dollar amount, and it's a collectible. Uh, I know Richie Wrench wants number twelve, right, Jack? <laughs> Do you have that set aside for him? Because he's going to text me at three a.m. and ask me. And I said that <laughs> Jack should make Richie Wrench's game with a coin door that actually doesn't even match the armor that's on the game. Just to, he's always looking for that, the coin door. It's yeah, a big, it's a big thing. So let's the good thing for me is I'll be six hours ahead of you. So when he's calling you at three in the morning, it'll be nine it'll o'clock be nine, in the morning yeah. for me. So, so maybe you need to change time zones. Twenty nineteen, Jack. We you, you said it before that this is this is going to be. A, I've always said this is going to be a pivotal year for the company. You are now looking at it where Jersey Jack Pinball wants to release two titles a year, right? And right. and Yellow Brick Road wasn't one of those. So right. this is yeah. title one of like a milestone title. Right. The next one, I won't speculate on theme, but I'm just saying, will we see it sometime before the end of the year? Yes. Okay. Any, uh, I, I don't, Any hesitations I, in that? No, no, no. I, well, there's two titles that we've heard about. Can I air them out here or no? Do you feel... You can knock yourself out. So one is like has a little Welcome to the Jungle, and one right. goes to Infinity and Beyond, right. um, one of which has a movie coming out, and another of which has a another tour that's ramping up again that right. was the biggest grossing tour i always laugh when people wouldn't say wouldn't it be great to have both of those titles wouldn't that be great would, that would be great okay. or just combine them imagine <laughs> imagine the timing to have both of those titles with all of that going on with those licenses in the world what an amazing thought now when you i hear people say like i don't think this is a big thing i don't think that's a big thing and then you look at like until they see the game right and, and then they lose and then they lose their checkbook writing a check. But even they love the game. Even when I hear people push back on Guns N' Roses being popular in 2019, like you do realize it was a half a billion dollar tour last right. year. Right. Um, so if you were doing Guns N' Roses, you mean. if you're doing Guns N' Roses, right. um, so Willy Wonka is an interesting one, right? Because I think Willy Wonka got similar type of feedback to Wizard of Oz, where you get some of these pinball curmudgeon guys <laughs> who it's like all they want is like 
heavy metal guitars and adult themes like only you know grown men in their man caves want to play pinball and then you look at the wizard of oz sales numbers and you're like wait some it's like burger it's like mcdonald's like someone's lying either those guys don't get the market or the market actually wants stuff that has more universal appeal yeah i think you're right about that but you know there's what do they say in sales you know there's a lid for every garbage pail right so uh there's customers that like all different kind of themes uh we're more into family themes, not that there's wrong with a lot of the other themes and things you mentioned. Um, so it's it's a good space to be in. I think our customers like what we do and uh, looking out on the horizon, other things that we're working on to make and to license. You know, for me personally, you know, I'm out there two or three years from now. So sometimes for me, with a title like Willy Wonka, while it's extremely exciting all the time, when I started working on it, and it was several years ago, it's like me watching a really slow train come into a station, and I'm like, come on, come on, come right. on already, come on, I'm already there. I'm already, when I when I started on it, I already have the thing in my head, and I'm playing it. So I'm, uh, I'm like the guy that rode the horse out in there, the, the scout, to go find out where the stream was that we have to cross, and that right. kind of thing. You right. know? So uh, it's a good place for me to be. Absolutely. And Chris, so, I have a question yes, for you. Willy yes. Wonka, World Under Glass, go. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, from five feet away, I, I, I saw it and I'm like, there it is. <laughs> like, there it is. Like, you have all the visual cues. But what I loved the most, and, and when I was playing it, was just the music. And, and I think the, the orchestration in the game. And you guys have done, you know, your own orchestration treatment to it. Yeah. And, and we were talking about this. You're not just sort of taking the movie soundtrack and, and sort of jamming it into the pinball game, right. you're completely redoing it right. in a way that sounds perfect for pinball. And because in the game, to your point, when you're hitting switches and things are happening, you, you, you want it to sync up the way Pat and Keith right. want it to sync up. I was just, yeah, it's a world under glass. I, I, I think I, people will know by now that I have ordered one, a collector's edition, by the time they hear this. That the order banks will be open. So sorry guys, one of those is, has been claimed. It'll be going in my bedroom. And you know who, those people who listen to my show, that's all I look for in a pinball machine. I haven't seen it. Do you have to sell anything to make room? I might have to. There's, there's a Batman there, 66, super limited oh, edition. Um, I like the clean look of one pin, so this will definitely be the one that's in there. Cool. Um, moving forward, I told Jack, can you hold off maybe for a couple weeks so I could sell my super limited edition <laughs> to which he was not willing to oblige. Um, I'm sure you'll sell it. It's a you, good game. You'll see the world under glass. I mean, everyone's going to be saying that. I don't think anyone. You could not look at this game and say, you know what? They just they just threw art down on on a shot layout. No, like they threw the world of Wonka into the game, and it's there, and it's in three dimension. Right? There, there's not just like a cheap plastic. It, it's a huge gobstopper. There's you know there's not just like Wonka Vision on the LCD. It's on the game, and I think the use of the Wonka Vision, the screen, is my favorite part. Let's talk about the size of the screen. It, it, it is the best under the playfield glass screen size. You know sometimes you know well, when we see screens it's like in games, it's like having an iPad under there. It's it's perfect. It it's and it just jumps out yeah. at you, and it's not hard to read. Um, I'm excited. Look, I think people are going to be excited. I think it's going to be a really fun week. I think it's going to be a fun year, and I think this is going to be the momentum going into 2019 that's going to make the next title and the next title yeah. um, continue to build the fan base. One thing I will ask from the pirate fan base that won't leave me alone um, is 
will we ever see more pirates? And if you do remake them, will there be a Black Pearl edition or will you still just continue down the, the same there limited role? There will not be another edition pirates. There okay, so no Black, Black Pearl. Pearl. There won't be a Green Pearl. There won't be a Red Pearl. There right. won't be any of that. Right, okay. Um, you know, I, I would like to order more parts sometime next year and make more games. Right. Um, we'll have to see how it goes. Uh, for all I know, we could be sitting here a year from now and we'll still be building Willy Wonka. Right. The way right. it could be possible. Right. Um, that should be a terrible problem. You know, the good thing is we have two assembly lines, so we can certainly build two different games at once. And, um, you know, I, I don't think that a successful game or a big hit game is going to uh, hurt us. Um, we'll be able to build them. Right. Uh, we'll be able to build them. So that's not going to be All right. Be the so problem. there you go, Pirates fans. Stop emailing me every day. That the greatest game of all time. I get it. I'm glad you love it. It is. It's a. It's a great. It is a great game. I love. I love the game. I think Eric did a great job. The whole team did a great job. Um, you know, there's there's a lot that went into that. Right. Well, any final words, Joe or Jack? I mean, this has been great. I've spent the day here. Don't let anyone who I work with know because I'm playing a little bit of hooky. Um, but this has been a great, you know, I recommend you guys, if you are near New Jersey, within a, any mile radius, Jack will happily give you a tour of the facility. It's impressive to see if you haven't seen the way pinball machines are made. I think it will give everyone out there who is quick to grab a microphone and complain or go on pinside and bitch what goes into these games. And when you see it behind the curtain, it is a humbling experience that we all get to enjoy, you know, the fruits of the labor of the people who slave away at this. So, Jack, thank you for having me. And Joe, well, thank you, too. You're welcome anytime. And I, I, you know, the thing is that more pinball is really good. And the thing today, nobody could complain that there's a lot of pinball machines to choose from. When I started Jersey Jack Pinball, that was not the case. And in the very beginning on Charlie Emery's show, the Spooky Pinball Podcast, which is a great show, I, I think I said something like, I hope there's 50 companies making pinball machines. And I think, you know, the guys, <laughs> Jeff at, at uh, This Week in Pinball, here's a guy that wondered if he's going to have enough news to fill something in a week. It could be this minute in pinball. Right, right. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's given you a lot to do and you have an amazing passion. And everybody, if they agree with you or don't agree with you, they really need to know that it comes from your heart and you just want the best for pinball. If you're criticizing something, it's not necessarily criticizing the person. You aren't really criticizing me. I get it. I get what you wanted. So don't feel bad about that. I have a, I have a thick skin and I've been We're doing Italian. this a long time. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's all we Brooklyn, do. You know, so come on. Yeah, I'm from Westchester County. Yeah, it's a little it's, bit, it's a bit it's still New Yorkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still, still New York. So, so, you know, look, I, I get that the passion is there, and, and that's really pure. You're not, you're not a fake, and you're not a phony. It's just the real, the real right. you, and it's very cool that you're doing this. You're spreading the word to more people and more people and more people, and that's what we wanted. We wanted pinball to, to be something relevant. We wanted it to come back. You know, I would worry... If nobody cared, right? you know, bad news sometimes, okay, good news, more times, great. But still people are talking about what you're doing and what you're creating and everything. And it's all good. I love it. Imagine that, a, wor a world in which there are no pinball podcasts. It's a scary world. Joe, for those of you out there who want to order one 
and we've got a guy here who can help satiate you. Come and get him. Pinball star. Where, where should they They just Google pinball star? What's what uh, the best way to do it? The best thing is just to uh, email me at uh, sales at pinballstar.com. Uh, or people can call me. Uh, they can go to my website, www.pinballstar.com. Uh, usually very accessible. Uh, respond to people nights, weekends. Or just like, if you order at 3 in the morning, you get a special price. Yeah. You're going to see, I think you're going to see the collector's edition sell out by Friday night. Get ready. I'll, I'll agree with you. We don't know how many though, right? That's going to be revealed Friday? Yes. Okay. All right. Awesome. Well, gentlemen. How many do you think it should be? You know, it's always a, it's always a balancing act, I mean, right? You, you like to tell us what to it's, do, it's, so it is, I can ask you a question. It, yes. It's always about, it's <laughs> absolutely. Well, Jack knows that I, I still think you should make five uh, golden ticket editions that are 25000 each. And I told him the way to do it is to sell Jersey Jack candy bars at all the different pinball shows for the entire year in which five of them will contain a golden ticket. Now, if you find one of those golden tickets, it just gives you the right to purchase the game for 25,000. Now, what will happen is people will be bidding just to get those people's tickets out of their hands, which it'll drive the price up. Um, I would say this. That's what we need You've in had, pinball. Okay, let's talk about collector's editions. You've had, how many collector's editions have dialed in? Did you make 150 or 200? Uh, 200. And then Pirates was 200? 200. Okay, and now Willy Wonka, which obviously I think the demand for is going to be... Well, you exceeding. probably can't make 200, right? Right. Because they'll be gone in five minutes. Right, so I would, you know, look, I, I think you would sell 500. 500 collector's editions of Willy Wonka to coincide with the five golden tickets... Um, I think it sounds right. I think Stern sells 500 to 600 of themes that don't have as much even demand. So I would do that. I think I think they all will be spoken for, and I would love to see Jersey Jack sell out of a game at that number. And when you see this game, you're not going to be like, "Well, where's my money going?" You're not going to feel that way. Just make sure it has a good topper because I love toppers. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Very cool. Well, everyone. By the time you hear this, it'll be a week from which we recorded it. And so this is going to be a really fun sort of like, you know, I'm going to do a few shows where I'm not going to disclose the game. This is weird. I'm talking in the future from a show that happened in the past. I'm just going to stop because I don't really know how to think this way in life. How are you going to survive this week? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to lock my... Chris, I mean, it was, you set yourself up, boy. I mean, you told everybody you come in here. Yeah. And you, 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 all week... I know. Every day, even probably right now, your phone's locked in my desk. Maybe I should just leave Look, it there I'm, all week. I'm now recently married. Week. I know what it's like to spend a week not saying what's on your mind. Okay, so I'm, I'm being, I'm, I'm being trained. Yeah, Brenda, don't edit out. But gentlemen, thank you so much. And um, I, I can't wait to see the world react to this game. Jack, thank you. Joe, thank you. Thanks. We're hugging right now, people. Everyone, bye. All right, so that was a great day. It was a really awesome day. And, and if you get to play a pinball machine before the rest of the world, I think you would be equally as excited as I was to be there. Um, you know, I also feel after, you know, even saying I can't wait to see how the world responds to the game, I kind of understand now why Jack doesn't even bother reading Pinside and, and neither does like, you know, Gary Stern. And these guys are just selling pinball machines. They're trying to make the best pinball they can with the resources they have, with their different design approaches and their different philosophies on making pinball. And, you know, I, I really do. I think this is going to be a game that people really enjoy. And I can't wait for you guys to play it. And we're just going to leave it at that. There's going to be a few months now 
before the games actually ship. I think it's gonna be like a couple months. Uh, they will definitely be putting Wonka's out on location. And all I really want to hear is the feedback from people who have flipped it. I think that will change a lot of your minds who are now skeptical because of what you saw on a stream. All right, everyone, have a great weekend. I love doing this show. I love all of you who have ridden in recently and are all excited about Willy Wonka. I'm glad you guys are excited about pinball. I hope your excitement is still intact, and I think it will be when you play it, all right? Everyone, let's all take a chill pill and realize that it's just pinball, and this is a great example of what pinball can be in 2019. Have an awesome weekend. Later. Nothing has changed. We'll give